I'm Paul Wagner. Join me as I dig deep into the mysterious case of the Potomac River Rapist. Listen to Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's award-winning American Nightmare podcast series, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Five points. The Nasdaq is down 136. The S&P down 38. Also today... Metro dangles the possibility of Thanksgiving train rides to Dulles Airport. I'm John Aaron. How to avoid credit card skimmers from stealing your info and money. I'm Luke Luker. It's 3 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. I'm Monica Ricks in New York. President Biden is pulling 15 million more barrels of oil from strategic reserves to keep gas prices steady. CBS's Stephen Portnoy reports from Washington. The president says his administration will replenish the strategic petroleum reserve when oil prices dip to around $70 a barrel, and it'll pump more out of the reserve if necessary. We're calling it a ready and release plan. He says the reserve is currently more than half full, which he insists is enough for any emergency. And he pushes back on GOP criticism that today's announcement was politically motivated. Look, it makes sense. I've been doing this for how long now? Mr. Biden's move today ends the 180 million barrel drawdown he began last spring. Stephen Portnoy, CBS News, the White House. And right now, gas prices are averaging 3.85 a gallon nationwide, according to AAA. Russian President Vladimir Putin says four annex regions are now under martial law. CBS's Mary Alushnia has more on what that means. Under Russian law, that allows the Russian military, law enforcement, a pretty wide set of possibilities. What they can do, they can seize civilian property, they can stop people for checks, they can limit their movement, and however they want. They can introduce a curfew. Those regions, of course, in Ukraine. And the move comes as the Kremlin loses ground in the war, but its attacks on Ukraine are escalating with the use of suicide drones. Another 68 million Americans are feeling below freezing temperatures today in the Midwest and Northeast. But down south, Weather Channel meteorologist Jim Cantori tells us it's a little warmer. Degrees in places like Atlanta, 69 is particular roll. And that's a cold temperature, especially given the fact the air is dry. There's still a little wind out there. In Florida, if we only get to 70 today in Fort Myers, that will be a record cold high temperature for the day. The feds are sounding the alarm now on automated driving systems. Here's CBS's Steve Futterman. According to data from the National Highway Safety Administration, during a four-month period earlier this year, 11 people were killed in crashes with automated driving systems. Ten of the deaths involved Teslas. The 11th death involved a Ford pickup. The data does not indicate if the technology was the cause or whether driver error was responsible. Tesla leads the way in automated vehicles with more than 800,000 on the road. Dessert just got a little dangerous. Nestle is issuing a voluntary recall of its Nestle Toll House stuffed chocolate cookie dough with fudge filling products due to the potential presence of white plastic pieces. The product was produced between June and September of this year. That's CBS's Dan Lieberman. He says so far, no one's gotten sick yet. This is CBS News. Whether it's the news, the traffic, the weather, or your COVID-19 vaccinations, it's important to stay up to date. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. 303 on WTOP on this October 19th, 2022. Cloudy skies on the cool side. We're at 55 in D.C.
Good afternoon. I'm Sean Anderson. I'm Hillary Howard. Now to our top local story, which is Metro. It says passengers could be riding the rails to Dulles Airport for the Thanksgiving rush, but there is a pretty big if attached to that. Metro says the Silver Line extension to Dulles and beyond could open up next month if Metro Rail's safety watchdog approves a return to service plan for sideline 7000 series rail cars and approves safety certification for the rail extension. Metro does not believe the Silver Line extension certification is a major hurdle. However, the Washington Metro Rail Safety Commission this week objected to Metro's most recent return to service plan for the 7000 series cars. Metro says the commission has given confusing direction about the return of the rail cars. Metro leaders say their rail car inspections have provided enough data to support a plan to safely return the troubled cars to service. John Aaron, WTOP News. Virginia Senators Mark Warner and Tim Kaine are not very happy about it and released a joint statement. They said all that remains for WMATA and the Safety Commission is to get their acts together. And remember, they are not in existence to wage turf battles, but to serve the transportation needs of area residents. 304, we now know the identity of the D.C. man accused of raping a woman at a Vienna hotel. Fairfax County Police say Patrick Craig Locke was armed with a gun and walked into an unlocked hotel room and assaulted a woman. Investigators say the 30-year-old suspect was chased by a man who knew the victim after learning of the assault. Security video from the hotel and from Metro helped det detectives identify Locke. He was arrested at the Metro Center Station in D.C. yesterday. He now faces extradition to Fairfax County. The D.C. Council is currently in the process of revising the city's criminal code for the first time in more than a century. It's an issue the mayor and police chief spoke a lot about at a press conference in Southeast. We know that that criminal code certainly needs to be contemporized. But D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser and Police Chief Robert Conti also expressed some concerns about some of the changes being considered. There are some things that need to be done to really to, to work through that to make sure that we get it right. Right? But I think it's more important that we get it right than just get it done. Changes to laws regarding public urination and defecation, for example, are things that may not happen often, but also aren't things they want to see taken off the books. We're going to need some time to look at it. So far, the mayor's office hasn't been able to review the proposed changes. In Southeast, John Dome in WTOP News. Over the past month, D.C. police have found skimming devices on ATMs and retail card machines at 10 different locations in the city. Those skimmers can pull info and money from a debit or credit card when you swipe. So how can you protect yourself? First off, update any card to chip technology. Any card at this point in time that only has a, relies on a mag stripe is an insecure card. It's just inviting fraud. John Brio is a fraud expert with the National Consumers League. He says spotting a skimmer is tough because it could be inside the machine, but at least check. Does it jiggle? Does it seem loose? Are there sort of boxes seemingly attached to the ATM that may look out of place? Brio says if you want to be extra careful, Careful, use only ATMs at banks rather than at bars, restaurants, or gas stations. Convenience store or restaurant workers, they're not trained to spot an ATM that's been tampered with. And if you're just paying at a card machine, it's always better to use a credit card rather than a debit. Luke Luger, WTOP News. The National Philharmonic kicks off its fall season this week with Vive la France. The concerts are tomorrow at Capital One Hall in Tyson's and Saturday at Strathmore in North Bethesda. The star of the show is violinist Gil Shahab, one of the 
best living violinists today. Music director Peter Gajewski says you'll hear works by Joseph Boulogne Chevalier de Saint-Georges. This is a gentleman that was born into slavery on the Caribbean islands, and he got a musical education and became the violinist in Paris. You'll also hear a composition by Camille Saint-Saëns. This is one of the greatest violin concertos of the repertoire, up there with the Beethoven and Sibelius. And Louise Ferrand. Fantastic composer, largely forgotten because she was a woman, but the quality of the music is phenomenal. Find out more on WTOP.com. Jason Fraley, WTOP News. Vladimir Putin declares martial law in parts of Ukraine. What does that mean? We'll talk about it coming up. 307. Provider that understands your agency's requirements and timeline? Affigent, an Akama company, and Dell Technologies provide streamlined solutions, speed to implementation, and efficient delivery and cost to address your IT modernization needs. Discover the power of Affigent's partnership with Dell Technologies and learn more about the contracting opportunities available with Akama's sister company, Systems Intelligence. Learn more at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Effigent. With the Price is Right scratcher from the Virginia Lottery, game time is anytime. Hey, one ounce tube of sunscreen, SPF 70. I'm gonna say 479, 499. That means it's time to spin the wheel. The Price is Right scratcher from the Virginia Lottery. Scratch to spin the wheel and see if you have the winning bid at the Showcase Showdown. Two games in one with a top prize of 200000 at a retailer near you. Odds of winning top prize in the Price is Right, one in 2040000 308. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off a train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the 8th to Dave Dildine. It is a long traffic backup in Montgomery County on the outer loop of the Beltway from 355 past River Road. Before Carter Rock, exit 41, the disabled tanker truck, the response, and many lanes on the right blocked. Only two left lanes have been getting by for the past hour on the outer loop. This is severely backed up traffic on the southbound 270 spur and set a lot of folks into work around. A very heavy traffic outbound on River Road into the work zone near Wilson Lane, down Brad Bradley Boulevard, down Wilson Lane, and into Cabin John on MacArthur Boulevard. Uh, it will take time to get through this portion of Montgomery County with the bailout. Northbound on 270, slow riding out of Gaithersburg. Had one broken down near Middlebrook Road on the right. Exit 15 remains closed. All the off-ramps from 270 north and south, the 118 Germantown Road remain closed, along with 118 west and south of the interstate for ongoing police activity outside of the DOD. There is some westbound access from the shopping centers toward Middlebrook Road, but you can't go eastbound. 95 and Baltimore-Washington Parkway are so far okay. It's still sluggish on the Beltway through Prince George's County, especially on the Interloop. A lot of folks traveling through the Washington metro area are going for the eastern side of the Beltway because of what's going on in Montgomery County. At least the overhead utility work south of 50, exit 19, is a wrap for today. And they've had traffic moving in all lanes on both loops for about 30 minutes now. Westbound on 50, beyond 704, near the Beltway ramps, a crash on the far right. 301 southbound, slow into Upper Marlboro. Near Marlboro Pike, it is one lane getting by a work zone. In Virginia, 95 northbound, jammed out of Quantico before Dumfries. The crash remains on the right side. Catch the excitement of steeplechase racing and paramutual wagering as the International Gold Cup returns on Saturday, October 22nd. For ticket purchases, visit www.vagoldcup.com. Dave Doldine, WTOP Traffic. On to Storm Team 4 and Chuck Bell. The sunshine we've been enjoying will be replaced by a little bit more 
more in the way of cloud cover as we get further and further into the afternoon hours. Skies going from mostly sunny early this morning to partly sunny for our Wednesday afternoon. Highs staying in the mid-50s today. Another very cold start coming up on Thursday morning. Most areas will be in the mid-30s, but a frost or a freeze isn't totally outside of the uh, range of possibilities. Tomorrow afternoon, though, we will not have as much cloud cover, so it'll be milder. Back to near 60 tomorrow and 65 on Friday. I'm Storm Team 4, meteorologist Chuck Bell for WTOP. Mostly cloudy out there and chilly, but it kind of feels good. 59 now at the war, 59 at Oxon Hill. We've got 54 degrees in Sterling, Virginia. And it's brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. 311 now on WTOP. One of the big stories of the day, Russian President Vladimir Putin has declared martial law in the four regions of Ukraine that Moscow illegally annexed recently. Putin did not detail exactly what he would do under the decree, but he did say it would take effect tomorrow. Michael O'Hanlon is a senior fellow at the Brookings Institution, where he specializes in defense and foreign policy. He joins us now. Thanks so much for being back with us, Michael. Nice to be with you today. So this order is pretty light on details. How do you see it moving forward? Yeah, it's a great point. I, I see that, uh, you know, I'm not sure that those four regions of Ukraine have been in anything but martial law for all practical purposes for the, you know, the entirety of 2022. So I don't quite know what it means. I suppose, you know, Putin's taking even more liberties to mistreat people and, you know, put them in jail or what have you for uh, purported violations of their loyalty to Russia, even though they're, of course, in Ukraine. So I, I don't know that's too different from the way Russian forces have actually been behaving. But I find it in some ways more interesting what Putin's decree might mean for Russia itself, because as you know, in th this last few days, he's recognized the unpopularity of the war in Russia and the unpopularity of this mobilization of reserves. And he said it will end soon and mistakes were made in its implementation. But now he's also combining that sort of more velvet glove with the iron fist. And he's apparently giving local governors in Russia the power to sort of impose a little tougher discipline on the streets and make sure that domestic opposition doesn't grow. So it's not as if Putin turned into a nice guy with those earlier, you know, statements of sort of almost apology for how the war and the mobilization have been going. He's he's combining that softer language with, uh, you know, the autocratic way that we've come to expect from him, even in Russia itself. The Russians continue their relentless attacks on civilians inside Ukraine, along with the Ukraine's infrastructure, primarily through missiles and drone attacks. Uh, but how long can Moscow sustain this kind of attack when analysts say Russia's running out of resources? Well, I don't know how long Russia can do these you know, counter city attacks against power plants and these long drone strikes. And although some of the drones, as you know, are recently arrived from Iran, and perhaps that commerce can continue because Russia certainly has plenty of money. They just don't have an easy time buying anything with that money from most of the world because of all the sanctions we've imposed. But of course, Iran doesn't care. So Iran will sell, sell them as many drones as they can, as fast as they can make them. So to some extent, Russia has a safety valve there. But, you know, the artillery that Russia uses, as you say, to kill civilians and demolish buildings in the east and the south, they've got a lot more of that, even if it doesn't contain, you know, that kind of stuff doesn't contain advanced microchips because they're running out of microchips. They don't need that for old-fashioned artillery barrages. So when put all this together, sure, Russia is going to be constrained in certain types of munitions, certain longer-range precision, precision missiles. But I think, unfortunately, they're still in a position where they can impose a lot of pain 
uh, on Ukraine. And it looks to me as if the movement of some of these battle lines that was so encouraging in September has slowed down a bit. I still think Ukraine has a little bit of tactical momentum, but I'm not persuaded it's going to translate into big gains before the snows really slow things down for the winter. Hey, Michael, thanks so much. My pleasure. Thank you. Michael O'Hanlon, Senior Fellow with the Brookings Institution. Sports next. Did you hear the news? There's a new team in town. DC News Now, your new local TV station. We've got more reporters in the field than anyone else in four locations throughout the DMV, covering all the news that impacts you. We have late news that's not too late. Join me, Chris Flanagan, for DC News Now at 9. Mornings, evenings, and late news that's not too late. Visit dcnewsnow.com slash watch to check your local listings. We'll see you there. Sports at 15 and 45 powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. What's up with the commanders, Dave? Well, they worked out in Ashburn earlier with Taylor Heineke taking over the controls of the offense. Wide receiver Curtis Samuel. It's nothing that we're not familiar with. I mean, they had him last year. I've thrown with him a lot you know, when, when I was in Carolina. Um, we've thrown them with them a lot, OTAs, camp. So, I mean, it's not big of an adjustment for us. I mean, we just got to do what we got to do, run our routes, and, you know, get ready for the ball. Burgundy and Gold Battle Green Bay in Week 7. NBA Wizards tip off their season tonight as Coach Wes Sunsell Jr. enters Year 2 at the helm. Bradley Beal sees a difference. More confident in his role. Uh, more confident in uh, knowing that this is his team, knowing that, you know, he has to put down his authoritative his mindset and kind of what he wants get out of us and he's been doing a hell of a job of that you could definitely see his, his aura is a little bit more different this year for sure check out dave johnson's preview on the sports page at wtop.com whiz, whiz visit indiana tonight at 7 on 1500 a.m this week's military bowl dc touchdown club high school football player of the week is lake braddock running back elliot Miney. he missed last season because of a knee injury but gained 301 yards. That's a season high uh, on the ground this past uh, weekend. Four touchdowns as the undefeated Bruins beat rival Robinson 35-20. Don't forget to visit WTOP.com to read about more about Elliott and see highlights from the game. Dave Preston, WTOP Sports. All right, Dave, thanks. Top stories we're following for you right now on WTOP. President Biden has unveiled his plan to bring down oil prices. It includes a release of another 15 billion, I'm sorry, 15 million barrels from the nation's oil reserves, along with a call for a responsible increase in domestic oil production. This Silver Line extension to Dulles could open next month in time for the Thanksgiving travel rush. Before that can happen, Metro still needs to earn some important safety certifications. Russian President Vladimir Putin has declared martial law today in four regions of Ukraine that Moscow illegally annexed last month. He didn't detail the steps that would be taken under the decree. Keep it here on WTOP for more on these stories in just minutes. Leaders in Fairfax County have rejected an effort to outlaw panhandling in the median strips of, of country and county roads. County Supervisor Pat Harity first proposed this back in 2019. He says panhandlers put themselves and others at risk. At the time, the Board of Supervisors called for a study. Fairfax Now reports other board members pointed toward that study, which showed... His safety assertion doesn't hold up. So for now, there's no law against panhandling on Fairfax County-owned roads. Coming up in Money News. The Dow is down 126 points. Another big name to National Landing. I'm Jeff Glabel. It's 318. 
traffic and weather on the 8th. Let's get back to Dave Dildine in the WTOP Traffic Center. In Montgomery County, stop and go. Miserably slow on the outer loop from 270 and Old Georgetown Road past River Road. The tanker truck lost braking power short of Clara Barton Parkway, and that is where it broke down. Only two left lanes get by toward Virginia on the outer loop. Heavy early on the inner loop through Silver Spring and both ways through Landover. Slow northbound on 270 into Germantown. Exit 15 is still closed from both north and southbound 270. You cannot exit on to Maryland 118. Germantown Road is closed west and south of 270 down to Middlebrook Road for the ongoing police response outside of DOE. There is a work zone on 197 west of Old Laurel Bowie Road and alternating traffic slowly there along with southbound 301 into Bowie. Uh, it is a work zone near Marlboro Pike, and only one lane is getting by. In Virginia, 95 northbound jammed out of Quantico between the Triangles and Dumfries exits. A crash remains on the right side. Bailout remains a factor on Route 1. Southbound just slow into Woodbridge and in a couple stretches through Stafford County. 66 eastbound near the Beltway should be clearing the work zone. Westbound volume building gradually in Centerville. A crash reported uh, on the uh, Reston-Herndon line southbound on Fairfax County Parkway before uh, Fox Mill Road. It's reported on the left side. With 11 locations featured brick oven pizzas, famous fried onion string topped sliders, milkshakes, cocktails, and more. Find your perfect match at matchboxrestaurants.com. That's matchboxrestaurants.com. Dave Doldine, WTOP Traffic. Another chilly day. Here's Chuck. As we get more into our Wednesday afternoon, skies will turn increasingly cloudy. You don't need to worry about rain today, but the cloud cover will dim out the sunshine and help to inhibit too much more of a warm-up. Only going to reach the mid-50s for highs here on our Wednesday afternoon. That's two very cold days in a row. The uh, pattern will begin to relax a bit, so temperatures will trend back upwards over the next few days. After being stranded in the 50s today, we'll be near 60 tomorrow, 65 on Friday, and 70 on Saturday. I'm Storm Team 4, meteorologist Chuck Bell for WTOP. More clouds than sun, but not bad. It's still cool. We're at 54 in Crofton, 59 now in Lafont Plaza. We have 59 in Tyson's Corner. And it's all brought to you this afternoon by Lund the Plumber. Trusted, same-day service, seven days a week. Keep it here on WTOP. Jobs, housing, and rebuilding the planning board that shapes Montgomery County. I'm Kate Ryan. That's next, 321. Dr. Trudy Fleer here with the 5G Home Recovery Podcast. Let's discuss a very real existential threat to Internet speed. It's a big one. Ready? T-Mobile Home Internet. It lags. Ugh. Now, what is lag? Lag is a delay in data being transmitted across the Internet. For example, you're hitting that hot drop, the parachute cuts out, you've got an unsuspecting bot in your sights, and lag! You were actually eliminated 10 seconds ago. Nobody deserves that. So stop letting T-Mobile Home Internet ruin everything and switch to Xfinity. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash Get Xfinity Internet with unlimited data included for just $29.99 a month for two full years with no annual contract required when you add Xfinity Mobile. Go to Xfinity.com slash TMOFAX, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay, ends 11-14-22. Restrictions apply. New Performance Pro Internet customers only. Equipment taxes and fees extra and subject to change. Xfinity Mobile requires post-pay Xfinity Internet. After 24 months, regular rates apply. Here's Cindy Stubner, a futurist and senior director for industry markets and the defense business line at Pegasystems. On the discussion, industry analysis. Pushing forward on DOD software modernization. Sponsored by Pegasystems. What we're seeing now with that enabling approach to cloud as a, an element for software and instead of in and of itself really means that acquisition is starting to come together with operations as well. Listen to the entire discussion on Federal News Network. 
Search Pegasystems. You can't predict government change, but you can build for it with Pega. We allow the world's leading organizations and federal agencies to work smarter, unify experiences, and adapt instantly. With a low-code platform for AI-powered decisioning and workflow automation, the Pega Government platform allows your workforce to drive productivity across agencies and stay ready for what's next. To learn more about how Pega can take your agency into the future, visit pega.com slash government. This is WTOP News. It's 323. Montgomery County and the drive to bring more jobs, provide more housing, and plan for the future. Montgomery County Executive Mark Elrich says along with providing more housing at affordable price points, the county needs to grow more high-paying jobs. We're successful in, in the area of life sciences. We don't do, frankly, as well outside of life sciences, and that's part of the challenge. As the county works to deal with economic and housing pressures, it's in the middle of a crisis at the planning board where land use policies for decades to come are under consideration. All five members resigned after internal conflicts erupted. The county council gets to appoint the new board, but Elrich was asked what he'd like to see. I would look for people who were not known for being vociferously in favor of one side or the other side of this debate. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. Well, new this afternoon, the driver who crashed into the Ireland's Four Courts restaurant in Arlington back in August will not face charges. Arlington County Police say their investigation confirmed the rideshare driver had a medical emergency that caused the crash. The driver fully cooperated with police after the crash. It caused a fire at the Wilson Boulevard restaurant. Fifteen people were hurt. Loyal patrons and others in the restaurant community have rallied to raise thousands of dollars for the rebuilding efforts at that restaurant. It was supposed to prevent premature births, but now federal health advisors have ruled the drug was fast-tracked to the market and doesn't work. The FDA's advisory panel voted 14 to 1 to pull the injectable drug McKenna from the market. The experts essentially help, uh, held up, um, upheld an identical 2020 FDA decision. Covis Pharma, the manufacturer, had appealed the decision asking for the drug to stay available until more research was out. If the FDA commissioner ultimately takes the panel's advice, it'll be the first time the agency has pulled a drug it initially approved based on promising early research. WTOP at 325. We've got money news at 25 and 55. Let's get back with Jeff Claybaugh. The Dow is down 122 points. The S&P 500 index is down 30. That's a little more than a half percent. The Nasdaq's down 113 points. It's a 1% loss. Netflix is among gainers. After surprising investors with 2.4 million new paying subscribers last quarter, that followed its first drop in subscribers in a decade the previous quarter. Netflix shares have still lost 60% of their value this year. A good summer for air travel and higher fares to fly were both good for United Airlines. Its revenue was up more than 25% from 2019 levels. Last week, Delta Airlines reported record third-quarter revenue. Big shipbuilding company Huntington Engels is expanding to Crystal City with a long-term lease in its name atop the building on Crystal Drive. Huntington Engels, based in Newport News, Virginia, builds the vast majority of the U.S. Navy's fleet. It's one of Virginia's biggest employers with 44,000 employees. Jeff Claybaugh. WTOP News. Money News brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Slice up the savings at Whole Foods Market. Frozen pizza is 35% off through November 1st while supplies last. Prime members save an extra 10%. Shop in-store or online. Terms apply.
President Biden unveils his plan to keep oil and gas prices steady. Then later this hour... Car shoppers may want to steer clear of one popular category. I'm John Aaron. 326. Republican Congressman Denver Riggleman has a message for his fellow Virginians. Listen up. This is not a typical political ad. I'm a Republican congressman saying nice things about a Democrat. Abigail Spanberger. In Congress, the parties sit apart and don't work together, except Abigail. I'm Abigail Spanberger, and you deserve a Congress that works for you. It's why I've stood up to the leaders of both political parties, leading the charge to ban Congress from trading stocks against congressional pay raises and supporting term limits. She's trying to change Congress and make it work, and she's ranked the most bipartisan member of Congress from Virginia. Whether in person or remote, open communication with your doctor is key to managing any condition, including heart failure. How have you been feeling? Um, I'm okay. Both are great options to continue having open conversations with your doctor about how you're feeling. I've had less energy. And when you speak openly with your doctor, they're better equipped to help. Visit heartfailuretalks.com to learn more.